Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of No One Told Me, where hindsight is everything. My name is Callie, and every week we spend some time talking about the things no one ever told us that we feel like we should know. So I met my husband in middle school. And if there's one area of life that no one ever told me about, because, well, why would they? It's online dating. Now, what do you think when I say the words online dating? I'll be honest here. I initially cringed. Like, think of that emoji with all the teeth showing. That is what popped in my head and still sometimes does when I think about it. But when I post the topic on Instagram at NOTM podcast, in case you're wondering where you too can share all your thoughts and feelings, I got some really positive stories. I'm talking people found their spouses. And then I started wondering, is this a fluke? I mean, is this an anomaly that this many people used online dating to find their significant other? And so I consulted the Googler, as you do, and it turns out 30% of Americans have used a dating site or app. 48% of them were 18 to 29 years old, and 38% were 30 to 49-year-olds. And here's the biggest surprise of all. There are more men using the apps than women. When I say that out loud, it feels like it shouldn't be surprising, right? I mean, what if they're on there for not great reasons? It's okay. Okay. We'll get to that. We're going to talk safety. We're going to do all that in a second. But the point is, we're seeing a significant trend of people finding serious relationships on these apps. So it seems important we try to understand them better, whether it's for ourselves or for the people in our lives who are still looking. So if you need to know how to have the conversations with your friends and families about dating apps, or if you've just been thinking about giving them a try, or you've been living the online dating life for a while, and you need to know that someone else gets it, well, this episode is for you. And then we will take it a little bit deeper past the horrifying experiences to the root of it all, creating healthy boundaries with yourself, whether it's while using an app in relationships or in everyday life. It is essential to knowing the value you carry. Boundaries are not meant to limit your abilities or your growth. They're actually meant to grow you into bigger spaces, to make room for new. So what boundaries do you need to personally set for yourself? And trust me when I say I'm asking myself the same question. Now we're going to hear some pretty great insight from my friends, Rachel and Caitlin, who've been digging their way through the profiles online dating has to offer for a little while now. And they've learned a thing or two or seven. Like, how do you build a profile that hits right? What are the red flags to avoid in your own profile and in the profiles of others? When do you know it's okay to meet? How do you stay safe? And sprinkled throughout it all, we're going to hear the good stuff. And by good stuff, I mean the terrible dates they had to sit through, obviously. But getting to hear from two successful, healthy, ridiculously fun women and their approach to this world, I don't understand. Well, it's a ride. Let me tell you. But first, let's prep with the results of my brief Google search on what the most used platforms are and how they work. I really feel like I should have created like a PowerPoint presentation for this. Okay, first up, it's Tinder. Tinder allows users to anonymously swipe to like or dislike other profiles based on their photos, a small bio, and common interests. So once two, two users have matched, so they both swiped right, they can exchange messages. See, we're already learning so much. Like, I only heard about Tinder in the most awful scenarios. So I'm learning that it's actually used for good. All right, then there's Hinge. Instead of swiping, users have to respond to specific photos or prompts when they like a profile. 
So I'm thinking this means when you like somebody else's profile, there's like a question that comes up or a photo, it like creates a conversation. I might be wrong. I feel confident though. Okay, Bumble. Only female users can make the first contact with matched male users. So the women are holding all the control in this. It's almost like a safer approach, I guess. Makes you feel a little more comfortable. So at the very least, I've just set you up to be successful at a trivia question. So you're welcome. Now let's jump straight into my conversation with Rachel and Caitlin. So many more people than you think are online dating. So don't you dare try to judge it because so many, especially in the mid to late twenties into early thirties, mid thirties, that's where all the messages came from. And I was like, we're over here trying to act like no one does online dating. All y'all out there doing online dating. That stigma is disappearing quickly. It's becoming, it's becoming a stigma to not be on it truly. Cause I've been talking to this guy for a little bit and he said that when he decided to like go back in the dating world, he told his guy friends and he was like, well, I'll just go out and like meet someone. And he he said that they laughed at him and they said, okay, grandpa, no, you have to join a dating app. Like you don't go out and meet people now. It's not, you don't just walk down the street and see if anybody (laughs) talks to you. I I do remember having a conversation last year. Um, Caroline Mitchell was on and she was talking about online dating and she talked about, cause she lived in New York for a while and then she lived Mm -hmm. in Nashville and she was like, it's so much better than Knoxville because there's so many more people and it's not only people, you know, (laughs) okay, let's start with just a little bit of backstory. So how did you end up taking a dive into this whole online dating world? So for me, when I graduated college and moved back home, my group of friends was all girls. We were just a big group of girlfriends. And I went to um, a really small church. There weren't a lot of young people there. Um, There just wasn't a place for me to meet guys. And I didn't go out to bars and clubs and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And I have learned so much (laughs) since that day. And there have been like ebbs and flows and successes and a whole lot of failures, but still on them. So still going. What surprised you the most? um, I think for me, when I first started, what surprised me the most was how forward some of the men were that I met. And I was like, people really say those things. Okay. Um, Caitlin, how about you? (laughs) Why did you decide to jump in? So I'm a single mom and have been single since my son was born. And I was like, well, I'm obviously not going to date at first because I just wanted to focus on him, focus on my career. Um, So I decided to wait like two years. And then I was like, okay, I'm either going to stay single for life or I've got to actually try. And you don't have time when you're a single mom. So again, I can't just like walk down the street and hope I bump into, you know, a really handsome guy. And a lot of, a lot of times I feel like people start online dating because their friends encourage them to. So that Mm -hmm. definitely was the case for me too. My friends were like, you should try this, you know, see, see what you think. So that's kind of how I jumped in. So Rachel, would you say that your friends also threw you into that? Like, Hey, just do it and see what happens. Not at all. I hid it from my friends because they had all met their significant others in person or had been set up. Like they didn't understand it or they for it because it was just going to happen naturally. And you were just going to meet someone one day and it's going to be great. And I was like, I'm taking this into my own hands. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, it's so true. And I know we've talked about this before, but once you are out of college and this goes with romantic or just friendships, where are you meeting people? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, people Mm -hmm. are like, you'll meet someone at church. You'll meet someone, you know, if you volunteer somewhere, you'll meet. And it's like, okay, I'm proving over and over that that is not true. I'm not meeting someone right now. So literally not at work, not at church and not in my group of friends. So my options so on my phone, here yeah. we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, let well. me let me download an app and see what happens. So <laughs> you created your accounts. You got going. What are some mistakes that you made early on? A lot of people are just now getting into it. And they don't know, one, they don't have your wisdom now from being on there for a little while. So what are some tips? What are some mistakes that you made that you're like, hey, don't do this? Mm. I would say going out with someone too quickly, like committing to, oh, this is a big one. Do not commit. Rachel, you may think differently, but I do not commit to a dinner date anymore. No. Every bad date that I've had has been over dinner because you can't escape. You have this um, just like inherent awkwardness of eating across from someone and staring into their eyes. And then you also, you just need to, go into it and commit to like a, an hour or two of coffee. And then if it leads somewhere, then you can commit to dinner, but fully committing from the get go is just, it's not no. worth it. I always try to do like coffee or meeting somewhere for ice cream or something mm-hmm. fun. It may sound a little creepy for a first date, but like axe throwing or going bowling or like putt putt arcade oh. style. Yes. I, I think that those are fun things to do. You can get to know the person and you can bail if it's not going to go any further. And if it's going great and be like, want to grab dinner and yes. keep talking some more. Have you done it to where you're like halfway in the state and you are just like, I cannot anymore with this and I've got to get out of here. Have you escaped or did you just like soldier through because you are kind? I normally power through, but I, so I've never like completely ditched someone halfway. I mean, I can't figure out why Rachel said it was a good idea to do putt-putt. Putt-putt's entirely too long. I will never forget going on a date in high school. And we made it through dinner. That is he was like, And he was like, hey, you want to go putt-putt? I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, come yeah. on, let's do it. I have never, I'm not kidding. I picked up my ball and would put it in the hole so we could be done. I mean, yeah, I I every leave. Like you're committed to it. That Like you committed to it. I could be like, I'm done. I don't <laughs> care about that hole in one at the end. <laughs> I don't care if I make it through the windmill. I, I don't care if I get 50 free tickets for the arcade. Like I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going so, to go now. What are the pros? Because and this is honestly, we got so many success stories about dating online too. Several people are like, I that's how that. I met my husband. That is how, you know, one was like, we're getting married in October. I met him on Bumble. I mean, there were a lot of really great stories that came from it. So I don't want to just say it's bad, but with every new experience, there are bad things. There are downsides to it. But what are the pros to adventuring into it? I mean, how would you encourage someone who's on the fence about it to try it? I, first off, that gives me hope. Yes. There's success Same. stories out there. <laughs> um, I think you really have to think, figure out what your values are first, what you stand for before you go into something like this, because you are judging a book by its cover when you do this. You're looking at someone and making a split decision. Do I want to potentially talk to them and hope that we match or not? 
And so you got to have your values kind of set in place because you're going to have limited information about them. Their name, hopefully it's a real name, um, their age, their height, their um, their spirituality. Do they like animals? Do they have kids? Do they want kids? You're going to know limited information about them. And there may be some questions on there. But after that, like, it's all up to you. I think that brings up a good point, especially as a single mom for me. Like, one of the biggest pros of online dating is you can spend time, I don't want to say vetting someone, but really getting to know them before you commit your time to them. My time is very precious and very limited. So I go into every in-person date with the thought of, is this person worth me paying a babysitter for? Hmm. Have I gotten to know them long enough and felt like they are worth my time? Whereas in person, you're committed to spending time with someone to figure those things out. And online, I can figure those things out in messages at home at night while I'm laying in bed, just kind of killing time. But I'm not going to waste a full two, three hours unless Mm -hmm. I know, like you said, Rachel, unless I know that they check some of those main boxes for me first. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you talked about knowing your values, knowing what you're going in, wanting, what your end goal is and who you want that person to be. Do you build your profile based on what you want to attract? Do you know what I'm saying? I started out. So I started out that way. I was like, okay, what kind of guys do I want to attract? What kind of guys am I interested in? So I built my profile for someone else, hoping that they would like what they saw instead of building my profile as to who I actually am. So I was like, I think that they'll like this about me. Or if I write something funny, they'll think that I'm funny and they'll want to talk to me. Or I'll upload this picture and this many selfies and put these filters on them. And that's just not who I am. So I learned a lot about myself over the years as I've I've done those types of things um, and figured them out. I'm attracting the wrong kind of guy. Like what's going on here? Mm. Now, given there's some that I'll attract that I don't want to attract. Um, No matter what. No matter what. (laughs) They just slide in. They just find their way in. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's real important to know your values and be yourself because if you, the ultimate goal is to meet the person right to go on a date you can't hide behind a screen mm-hmm. when you're going on a date you got to be yourself so what are the keys to building your profile so I answered the last question really excitedly like yes because I was thinking of it differently than Rachel was um, because she was totally right that you like at first it's very tempting to build your profile to attract someone like you're you're thinking okay how are people gonna like this like is someone gonna think this is funny is someone gonna think this is pretty um but I build my profile based on who I want to attract in a different way so at first Mm -hmm. my bio was really funny it definitely reflected Mm -hmm. me because that's my personality just like goofy funny um so I put a lot of really funny things in mind and I felt like it did reflect me however it attracted a casual dater Um, because it was a very casual tone, right? But I started noticing it was a little too casual. So Mm. I think there's a way to build your bio that if you're looking for a more serious situation, you build your bio to reflect that. You can still be funny and have personality in it. But now I lead with things that are very important about myself. Like 
I have a career that I really value. I have a child, you know, who's awesome. And then I go into stuff that's a little more funny. Most of the time, if someone's looking for something serious, they take the time to put a lot of things about themselves in there. Whereas if you're not looking for something serious, you put like one or two things that are more so like, like to have fun or, you know, uh, some casual things. What do you think about that, Rachel? I totally agree with you there. Um, because if I see a guy's profile and it's like, no hookups, please be honest. Like, don't lie to me. Um, I want to trust like, you. I'm already like, you've okay. Been <laughs> you, 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 got you have got baggage that I don't want to unpack. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But I think that what Caitlin said and like being intentional about what you say is going to lead the right mm-hmm. people to you. Because if I, I mean, I try to be a little more specific about myself rather than explaining myself through emojis. When you're looking at profiles, let's say someone's getting on, develops their own profi- profile, feels confident about it. But then you're going to find people and you're like, I don't know, I might swipe right on this person. What should, if, if it's in, if this is in their profile, you're like, no. If I every picture, if every picture is a group picture and I have to figure out who you are, yes. I'm not, I'm not going to spend the time to figure out who you are. Like, are you tall, dark and handsome in the middle or are you Shrek on the end? We don't know. We don't like guessing at it either. Cause guess what? We're always going to be disappointed. All right. And if it's the same group of friends in every single picture, yes. I still don't know. Yeah, you have to have one group shot. The rest needs to be, there needs to be some variety. So a lot of guys will do this. They'll have a picture with an ex-girlfriend and they'll put oh, an emoji no. over her face. Okay, but what do you do if you look real good in the picture, but you're like, I'm not with them anymore, but look how good I look. Stop it. Crop it. Crop it. Or take some new pics. Rachel, Rachel, I know Rachel knows because we've texted each other about this before. Guys do this thing. I call them a, tin, a Tinder photo shoot where they'll like, they'll be wearing the same outfit and you know they got their work wife to like take really good pictures of them on their lunch break one day, but they'll have like the same button up shirt and just like different angles is the progression just like different apps like hey we'll meet on this one and then how much deep diving do you do in the part on the person number one like because you know we all have the internet and we all have other social platforms that we're on so how far do you go deep diving on these people I'm probably not the best one to answer this because I mean, I can go from zero to FBI in three minutes flat. Um, There's a reason why my friends call me Nancy Grace. I can find out anything about anyone really quickly. And I think that that's a gift of the female species um, that we can find out anything about anyone. Just give us something and we'll take it and run with it. I had a guy tell me, ask them, because you normally, you have like your standard questions that you ask, right? I try to keep some interesting ones in my pocket, but you have the standard ones of like, so what do you do like for a living, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy told me that he, uh, he actually worked for the FBI. And I was like, okay, let me test this out. So all I had was his first name. This is probably four questions in maybe. First name, just the four questions that had been talked about. And within three minutes, I found out he was arrested for burglary. So I said, did you get hired before or after you were arrested for burglary? Charges. 
Yeah, and he he said unmatch. He <laughs> he backed out of that real hard. The good thing when you're on the phone and you're just messaging, it's almost like you can call people on their crap a little bit easier than if you're in person. You're like, I don't really fully believe what you're saying to me right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to stay here and listen to you. You can't reveal that you know too much at first because then you yeah. sound a little creepy. So do you set your own, just for those people who are getting involved in socials, like, or not in socials, but in dating apps, do you kind of put your other socials on private? Mm -hmm. So they have to ask you permission to see all your other stuff? Or are you just kind of like, at this point, fair is fair? I don't really think twice about it. You know, I have the ones private that I want to be private. And that's more so for professionalism or my career. I just had them that way before. Mm -hmm. I have my Instagram, I think, connected to my dating profiles and that's just more so like here you can you can see what I do and what I look like in you know outside of these five photos yeah Um, yeah so I'm I'm okay with it but I I mean I would caution everyone in general outside of dating to be careful what you put online right but um it comes for you it comes it does Listen, yeah. if you are young and listening to this take away (laughs) social media comes for you just watch yourself I totally agree with Caitlin on that. I don't think that, I think you can be careful, but I also think that there's an element of showing who you are and who you surround yourself with and the types of things that you're interested in. Because the information that I share on like Instagram is going to be appropriate for anyone to see and view. And it's going to be a reflection of my life. Um, I don't have Facebook, so I wouldn't connect if I did have Facebook, I probably wouldn't, but I'm fine with Instagram. Do you want to know really... why you don't have Facebook? It's because it's a dumpster fire, Rachel. No one should have it. It just needs to <laughs> I don't, like, I don't miss it at all. So, okay. We've talked about the ups and downs. We've talked about developing your profile. We've talked about going into it, what you need to expect. How do you, I think big picture question is how do you keep the whole process from really impacting your heart? How do you know if you're growing in a healthy direction in terms of relationships? Um, For me, I had a very defined moment where I knew it was time to change course. It was actually uh, a Sunday and I was at church in my seat and it was a lesson on anxiety. And um, I just knew right then I was trying to think, he's talking about what are the things that are bringing you anxiety? And for me, it was dating because I was doing a lot of, you know, negative self-talk. I was thinking I wasn't good enough for people. I was getting very discouraged uh, just by my options. And I think the first thing, when you start bending your values, which um, beware will happen um, at some point, when you start bending those, that's when you know it's time to go back and kind of reevaluate. So for me, I had to have that moment like, okay, this I'm bending my values. This is bringing me anxiety. What do I need to do about it? So I sat at church, tuned out, like stopped listening. And I just wrote this prayer on my phone that was specifically about dating and where I wanted to see myself. And I kept, I kept viewing dating in a very negative light or funny light, but I could only joke about it so much before it was really impacting my heart and my um, mood and just my joy. So I had to take it very seriously in that moment. And I had to say, okay, here's what I'm looking for. And I believe this lie that it was that 
finding someone was a negative thing for me. But when I took a step back, I was like, no, like this is, if I put my priorities right and I put Jesus at the center of it all, right, this is going to be good. Like this is going to be really good. I just don't know when, I don't know what, or I don't know how, but it's going to be good. It's just Mm -hmm. not there yet. Right. Yeah. One of the things that has helped me because I know we talk all the time about social media getting lost in the scroll and you just continue to scroll. And I think that that can happen with dating apps too, where you're just swiping just to swipe. You're in bed. You don't have anything else to do. There are other things that you could be doing, but it's just mindless. It's not even necessarily a conversation. I put a timer. I put a parental control on my phone for myself to limit myself to how much I'm allowing myself to be on an app a day. I think that that's really Mm -hmm. important because you can get sucked into it so easily. This can be a really good thing. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes for myself with my anxiety and other things that I deal with, my self-worth and those kinds of things, like I make it superficial for myself. I, I am the culprit of that and it's not other people. So I have to take a step back and rethink, why am I here? What am I doing? What are my intentions behind it? And if it's just to have a conversation with someone, if it's to actually go on a date, whatever it may be, I need to stick to those intentions because I can find myself easily settling for a conversation that's not going to go anywhere or I can settle. I can easily settle for a date that I know that I shouldn't be going on, but I do it because it's going to take up some time and it's a date. It's uh, as opposed to nothing else. Mm -hmm. This is a prayer that I keep on my phone and I read Mm -hmm. it constantly, but it says, God change my priorities. Let me find peace in the singleness. You're enough. When I feel lonely, you're still good. When someone gives me attention, let me remember that I don't need it. When my downtime is filled with temptation, let me fill it with the things of life that you've already given me. I have abundant opportunities to experience fulfilling life. You are holding me. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of my life. Your love is not disappointing. It won't leave me wanting. Help me embrace it fully. Leave how I felt behind. That day doesn't define this journey. Jesus, you change everything. Why am I trying to do this without you at the center of it all? This is going to be good. This is going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And I just have to read that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I read one part wrong because it requires context, but I said, leave how I felt in the driveway behind. That was a moment of my life where I had a very sudden ending to a relationship. And I let that taint my view of the relationships going forward. And I really mm-hmm. had to ask God to stop letting that day blind me from your experience, you know? Caitlin, I feel like a lot of us have that defining moment, the driveway Mm -hmm, moment where we're like, this is when I stopped believing whatever about myself. You know, I think we all can pinpoint, this is the moment that I questioned if Mm -hmm. it will be good. I questioned Mm -hmm. if this will happen or if God wants this for me. I think that is such a pivotal moment and having a prayer or something like that, that you go back to when all of those feelings come back. I think it's huge in moving forward. Would you say that one of the heart checks is almost don't turn to this for validation. Don't turn for this Mm -hmm. to find some value. Don't turn to this to find anything, whatever that hole is that you have, Mm -hmm. do not turn to this thinking it's going to fill that hole up. If you were trying, if you were trying to fill a void, 
no dating app is going to be able to permanently mm-hmm. fill that void. You may find a really great person, but you're going to have to know your worth, who you are, and stand strong in that to be able to bring someone else into your life. I also think it's great to go in with intention of, I'm looking for a relationship. This is what I want. But I think it's also good to note to be open if you realize that you don't click with someone, that it's okay to still have a relationship with them in some type of way, as long as it remains healthy, right? Be able to be self-aware enough to know that it's okay if one of these doesn't progress, but it can, as long as it's still healthy, it can be a friendship. So I have made a couple decent friends and contacts from dating apps, but yeah, yeah, as long as you're guarding your heart and making sure that that you're not seeing that as a rejection. That's not a lose. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's not the right match, but you can still, you know, leave each other better than you found. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's one of your best experiences. And this is what I want to get into. You know, go straight to it then. If you can't see, (laughs) if you haven't met your spouse, tell me, tell me the things that have happened that are just like, I need to forget that this happened. I'll say, okay, I have one positive one before I share my negative because it's positive and negative, but it's, it goes back to the point of like, sometimes a romantic situation dissolves, but there's good that comes from it, right? I met a guy last year, a little, it's almost been a year ago, and we ended up dating for like a number of months. He ended up moving to Texas. Um completely not my type at all. Wasn't going to be a long-term thing, but we just had a really good time together. And he is the person that encouraged me to apply for the job that I had now. And I don't think that like, if I had never met him, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And like, I knew that it wasn't going to be a long-term thing, but he like pushed me and pushed me to apply for this job. And he was like, you're good enough. I kept saying, I'm not good enough to work there. I don't have enough experience. And he was like, do it. You need to try. And so I just messaged this guy on LinkedIn that worked there. And now I have the job there. So, you know, you never know who you're going to meet or like how they're going to impact you. So I would say that's another one of my positive ones. This is probably my greatest one. This guy was a nurse. So nice. Like kind of like, I like someone who's kind of weird, funny, like, you know, he, he checked all those boxes, a dad, you know, master's degree, very successful. I was like, this is going to be good. So I committed to dinner date. We went to Nama in downtown and he was just very strange from the get-go, but it was kind of endearing. He was awkward. We had just ordered our food and he says, so what's wrong with you? I said, huh? (laughs) What do you, what do you mean? He's like, you're pretty, you're successful, good mom. He said, why are you single? So I started to answer it, right? Then he goes, no, no, no. I mean, physically, what's wrong with you? Do you have a medical ailment? He's a nurse, okay? He's a nurse. He's trying to care for you. I said, I don't know. I was like, I've got a bad back, kind of. You know, I've just always had a bad back. I was like, is that what you mean? (laughs) He goes, "Have have you ever lost control of your bowel movements? I said, what? I said, no, but I'm about to right now. I said, why are you asking me that? And it was just the strangest. 
I felt like there was a camera pointed at, at me. There had to be, right? Like it was so bad that I I enjoyed it. I really did. I I just thought it was so bizarre. It makes for a good story. I mean, at least you all are really collecting a lot of life experiences. Yeah, there was no second date for sure, but I I'm glad that it happened. I talked to a guy for a minute that once I figured out. He told me he was a firefighter and I was like, oh, that's cool. So his location, his tender location was set to Knoxville. And I was like, oh, are you in Knox County, Blount County, surrounding county? And he tells me he's in Antarctica. <laughs> Just how did he come across your, how, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. So he paid for Tinder where he could set his location. So he set his location to Knoxville because that's where he's originally from and where he was going to be coming back to. So yeah, it kind of makes sense. So some listeners sent in some questions. Are we going to do rapid fire? There's only, a lot of them ended up being the same questions, which was really interesting to me. So I put them into just a grouping of three or four questions. Okay. The first question was, how how are you safe? How do you safely use it to where you don't end up like someone pulls up at a windowless van, throws you in the back of it, and you're done? I have um, a person who happens to be my brother who I tell he doesn't live here. He lives in Nashville, so I know he's not going to like be that brother that shows up, you know? Yeah. But he's my person who I text before every day. I tell him where I'm going. And the person's name, just again, because I know he's not going to creep on this person. He doesn't live here, but I just tell him that in case, you know, someone doesn't find me (laughs) that night. In case you never come back from Um, the Chili's. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's probably an over dramatic thing, but that's just something that I do most of the time. So along with what Caitlin said, if she tells somebody, I drop a pin. So I have someone that knows my location. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some apps that you can. Oh, yeah. There's one that's called Noonlight that I really like. So you hold onto the app, you push a button down, and you hold the button down until you're safe. And then oh. if you let go, if you don't enter your passcode in a certain amount of time, the your phone will get pinged by its location and the authorities will show up. That's great. So next question is, how long should you chat before you actually meet a person? This was the most asked question. I try to use a week as my rule, just because I feel like that's enough time to not be obsessed and chatting all the time. You can spread your questions out over a week's period of time and get to know them enough to decide if they're worth your time. I would agree. I would agree with that, but I would also add on until you're comfortable Absolutely. Um, because I think you will know, you'll get a, a vibe from someone. You'll kind of know by the conversation and how it's going. So I would just say when you're comfortable. Yeah. If no. you start dating someone, how long is it before you delete the app? Okay. I will say this is a flaw that I don't know if you call it a flaw, but this is a flaw that people have of online dating is you can, once you start going out with someone for like, you know, a few dates, you can start obsessing over that. Like you'll start looking at their profile and wondering if they've been on and there's ways you can tell if their location has changed. That means they've logged into the app. And Hang yes, on. I know because is I'm it one of like people that have done that. 
like AIM away messages or something. Do you remember AIM? <laughs> AOL is yes. messenger. And you like the door opens on the messenger and you click over to it real quick to see if it's someone yeah. you want to talk to or if it's your crush or whatever. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, Rachel, I'll be the crazy person here unless you want to admit that you've done it too. But I have totally like looked at a guy's profile that I've been talking to for a little bit. And if their location changes, say they're 15 miles away, if it changes and you're still in the same spot, then you know that they've logged into the app because they've been somewhere else. No, I've done it. Last question. This is how we end every single episode. And it is, what are you so happy that someone did tell you about? What are you super into right now? What do you absolutely love right now? Okay, so I don't know who else is going to be listening to this, but I recently just got Botox for the first time. And that's something that someone told me about. And I'm obsessed. Did you get it between your eyes, forehead? I did. I did. I just had my before and afters. Like I went in for a um, follow-up and they showed me my actual like before and after. And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see this. Oh gosh, you look so surprised. Well, that was my (laughs) eyebrows raised. I was eyebrows raised and I was like, oh, thank the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was about to tell you to reverse all of that. (laughs) Take it out. Take it out. (laughs) Get it out! (laughs) But that's something that someone told me about recently that I am loving. This is the second episode in a row that someone has talked about in the perks of Botox. I feel like the Lord is speaking to me and saying, Callie, it's time. I'm like, Benjamin (laughs) Button me. I know. Take me back. Take me back. Okay. This is really going to show how much I love food because my thing is a food right now. I'm for it. I'm for it right now. I buy frozen corn, frozen sweet corn, and I turn it into like Mexican street corn, right? Like I used to just buy it at the place, but you just put some lime juice, mayonnaise, um, queso fresco on top, and some chili powder. People will think that you like made an authentic true dish, you know, but it's so good. I'm telling you, how how does someone not want to date and marry that? I mean, look at this resourcefulness. Okay. I will be honest. I can't cook anything else. But Shh, but, you're, but you're but you're right. Look look at all my other qualities. I've been wondering this my whole life. Like, I can make you corn. Why are you not? Yeah. You don't need anything else. Actually, isn't what else corn like the one want? thing that I'm pretty sure corn's like the one it's thing not that like like a doesn't real nourish your body. It like doesn't do anything for you. Your body <laughs> cannot <laughs> digest it. It goes straight through your system. Yeah. Caitlin, you should That's know this man. with your uncontrollable bowel movements. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Okay. Closing words for anyone who is out there on the dating apps. What are your closing words for them? Try it. Set expectations early on. And... Remember who you are. Mine would be when and if you end up do going on a date, if it doesn't go well, that doesn't mean that you did something wrong or there's something wrong with you. It just may not be the right connection for you. It means there's something wrong with them. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, ladies. I am so thankful for you all and just your ability to be honest about where you are in life and what you're, because here's the deal. There are way more people on dating apps than you think. 
And Absolutely. you're all dealing with the same things. You're honestly, you're dating the same people. Let's be honest here. If you're in Knoxville, <laughs> there's like five of you and you're just, they're rotating around and around. Yeah. So, so if you, if you all want to know about a certain person, message me and Rachel, uh, we might know. You probably do. Also, I'm going to set you up, Caitlin, to start writing people's dating profiles on the side. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at the dating back. Listen, I'm going to send mine over to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's like, listen, it's time to update. It's time. But if you update it, have you been going on dates with somebody? Don't update it if you're dating them. If you're dating somebody. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> let I, me be clear. I, let me be clear here. <laughs> I will say one way to make a guy. So, right. It's a lot of pressure to be a guy and to, to message first and know what to say. Um, on Bumble, the girl messages first, so there's there's the pressure. I don't there. care for that. But I don't. No, I, I, first. I start all my conversations with a gif. Yeah, it you can just decide how to take it. So <laughs> is it like, is there one of Wilson from Home Improvement just looking over the fence, like? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like that's what I would send. That's what I would. No, so I. Like, <laughs> There's there's a whale like jumping out of the water and waving and it says hi. No. no. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's there's one as your first like I'm just gonna get out of the way. There's also one that's a brown bear that's like waving, and there's one of like a goat running towards the fence line. It's like, hey. I use the little skunk from Bambi, the one that's like See, you're real cute. You're real cute. And I try to make it as awkward as possible to see if they can handle it because I know who I am. (laughs) Okay. So except on Bumble where the girl has to message, most of the time the guy messages first. So one way that I try to alleviate that pressure is at the end of my bio, I ask a question and it makes them feel really comfortable because they, instead of figuring out what to say, they just answer the question. So my question normally is um, Popeyes or Bojangles. And oh. so many what people. What about Chick-fil-A? So that's on another level. I don't compare Chick-fil-A to anyone or anything. So I don't want to even put that in there. Um, you got to make your, but that also sets your values in their eyes. Like, Hey, this is who I am. If you think Chick-fil-A yeah. is on this level, then. <laughs> yeah. So I do, I, Popeye's or Bojangles shows that I like food, I'm fun, I'm funny, but I'm also kind of giving you this easy in to start a conversation with me that's casual. I love that you make it easy for them. What a great idea. You're I'm so kind. kind. I know. I don't, Over here you the, have Rachel sending gifts. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just well, awkward. I'm a kind human. Come on, guys. <laughs> Listen, I'm setting you up for success from the get-go, guys. Just tell me Bojangles or Popeye's. <laughs> what do you like? This is easy. <laughs> and then our first date can be there because it's fast food. So if you're going to do dinner, you should get in a car with a stranger. Don't you do it. I don't care if <laughs> no, they do I said separately. I don't care if they're getting you a Popeye's chicken sandwich or not. You don't get in my car. That's not Absolutely safe. Not. Okay, ladies. <laughs> listen, All right. You're, cha- you're changing things little by little on the dating app or, or scene. Is there a scene? Are we in the scene? We're in the We're scene. We're in the scene. We're, We're, in the scene. Deep. We're deep in the scene. We're deep in the scene. We are the scene. Yeah. <laughs> We're recycling at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review 
or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.